Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend. Gang's all here ready to go on this Monday. Peter King, he'll stop by. Also, Mike Tirico called the game last night. And former college head coach Rick Neuheisel will assess what happened over the weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. You can also email, you can tweet. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. And our radio affiliates around the country. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question. All of that coming up. First hour brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe's 24-7 lifeguard protection helps stop crime in real time. Get 20% off your new system when you visit simplysafedan.com. No safe like Simply Safe. It's Declaration Day. We are going to declare something that is going to happen. It will be etched in stone later today, Declaration Day. Just like a for instance, Seton, let the audience know what your declaration is today. The Bengals season is over. That's Declaration Day. We'll have that for you coming up. Yes, Paulie. Over or over, over? Over. Oh, okay. O-V-E-R, over. Got it. Okay. By the way, the over-under for Taylor Swift sightings, I set it at 15. They actually had a line on this. So the cutaways of Taylor Swift screen time last night, and uh, I, I heard it was 11. Now, I don't know if that was right, but it was 15 is what I stated as the over-under. The I-team was up all night crunching the numbers. Of course they were. 17 cutaways Whoa! to swizzle in the group. Okay. Right. 13 of those were in the first <laughs> four minutes of the show. I always, I cringed a little bit. Um, when they would go to Taylor Swift, Everybody else had a passive look, like they weren't reacting at all. But Taylor was like wide open, you know, eyes and mouth. And like, oh, my God. And you look at everybody else in the suite and nobody's reacting to anything. And I kept thinking, wait, what is she seeing that nobody else is seeing? Yes, Eden. I like that it's Taylor Swift 
and she's got like Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, and they don't even get a mention. They don't even get a, like, hey, look at that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is there too. It's like Taylor Swift has arrived. Like, it, look who she's walking in with. Yeah, it, it turned out that uh, like a football game broke out because when it was 17 nothing, and I thought we're going to get a lot of Taylor Swift, they may ask her to sing. And then all of a sudden the Jets came back. Zach Wilson played really well. And here is his head coach, Robert Sala, talking about his performance. I thought he was really good. Uh, gave us a chance to win the game, brought us back. If he plays like that, we're going to win a lot of football games. The Chiefs didn't cover. But they could have. Yeah. That was a monster. They could have. Oh, God. So Mahomes could run it in for a touchdown. He slid instead, and Chiefs don't cover. Also, I don't know what the prop bet would have been if I would have said, you can bet on Zach Wilson having a better QBR than Patrick Mahomes wow. in that game. I don't know what those odds would have been. Dang. I'm guessing I'm guessing Zach Wilson had a better QBR than Patrick Mahomes. Yes. You'd be 100% right. Zach Wilson's quarterback rating, he was 28 of 39, 245, and two touchdowns. No picks. Yeah. His quarterback rating was 105.2. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Zach, Patrick Mahomes, 18 of 30, one touchdown, two picks. His quarterback rating was 63.6. Wow. Changing well, he guard? can always say that. <laughs> Changing Western of the guard? He, You know, when his career is over, when they say, well, what's your highlight? Well, it was a Monday night. Taylor Swift came to see me play. She did? <laughs> yeah. And I had a better performance. I outperformed Patrick Mahomes. Yesterday, um, Bills over the Dolphins. So all of that, oh, my gosh, the Dolphins can't be stopped. The Bills a couple of weeks ago, we weren't quite sure who they were. The historical offense of the Dolphins. And just one game wipes that away. Ugly losses for the Bengals, Patriots, Eagles, Niners undefeated. How about the Texans beating them, roughing up the Steelers? Ravens roll the Browns. Uh, you got a game coming up tonight. And for entertainment purposes, DraftKings has Seattle favored by two against the Giants. Also, the MVP odds have changed in the NFL. Anybody want to guess who is the odds-on favorite right now for MVP? Tua was the favorite going into this weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. The NFL MVP right now is? I know it's always a quarterback, but I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. He's not there in the top five. Wow. He should be, but he's not. Uh, Seton O'Connor. I'm going to say, just based on the results of yesterday, Josh Allen bloop, has now... Bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop. Then it's uh, Tua. Flip-flop. And then it's Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. Now, the odds to win the Offensive Player of the Year, Christy McCaffrey. Mm. Oh, boy. I don't like this. I don't like when we do this. Where you're like, you're going to be the MVP, and you're going to play on the same side of the ball as this guy who's going to be the Offensive Player of the Year. It's it, it's kind of a a way of working around. Uh, we're going to give the MVP to a quarterback, and you know, Christian McCaffrey can be the offensive player of the year. Yes, John. Yeah, just change the name to best quarterback of the year or something, and call it what it is. If you're not a quarterback and you're going to be eighth, no matter how great you play, it's ridiculous. Right, Declaration you. Monday. Yep. Bang. Yep. That's how quarterback of the year. That's, that's what that's what it is, that's and that's what it is. What we're talking about. Declaration Day is what this is. <laughs> Phone calls, Tyler standing by. Seaton, what's the poll question today? Worst loss of the weekend, Dan. Yeah. Uh, we just hit Dolphins. Mm. Uh, that was a tough one. Uh, Bengals, brutal. Their season's over. 
<laughs> Patriots got absolutely humiliated. Worst loss of Bill Belichick's career, at least score-wise. He's coached five, almost 500 games. That's the worst loss that he's ever had. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. What else do you have? Uh, along the uh, lines of the worst loss of the weekend, Pittsburgh, not great against Houston. Oof. That was a tough game. Here is Mike Tomlin after the embarrassing loss to the Texans. Will you contemplate any changes or is it still too early? Hell yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that was that was an ugly product we put out there today, and so uh, we're not going to do the same things and and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation. We haven't seen the Texans. You have to look and find the Texans, but C.J. Stroud has played really well. Texans have played really well, and there was no mistake about it. The Texans were a better team than the Steelers. By far. Seaton, what else do you have? Uh, and then the last one of worst loss of the weekend, uh, the only real meaningful college loss, Duke, this close mm. to beating Notre Dame. Jeepers, creepers. Yeah. Game day on campus. Now all of a sudden, Duke's a football program. And then, ooh, not necessarily a football school just yet. Definitely sunk some money into their facilities, though. They got light-up neon hallways and stuff. Yeah. That was wild. Looks good. Sink some money into that helmet, though. That would be go a long way. Mm. That's a terrible helmet. Yeah, right. So the Dolphins lose by 28 to Buffalo. And then if you look back on what they did to Denver, where they won by 50. So the 78-point decline there is the steepest from one game to the next since 1973, when the Falcons beat New Orleans by 55 and then lost to the Rams the following week by 31. So that's an 86-point turnaround there. But, you know, that happened quick with uh, the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. It was like, there is no joke going on today in Buffalo. Buffalo was the better team. And Tyreek Hill wasn't doing anything. And it's kind of as he goes, everybody else goes. But Buffalo, give them credit. That was very, very impressive. Uh, the Chiefs beating the Jets there. Uh, and then the ugly losses for the Bengals and the Patriots. Georgia and Kansas City. So Georgia in college football, Kansas City in the NFL. It feels like we expect them to always win. Now, Kansas City doesn't roll. They keep you in the game. But they're great closers. Georgia struggled a little bit this year, struggled again this past weekend. So Auburn and South Carolina, and we'll talk to Rick Neuheisel a little bit later on. I don't think you have a great team in college football right now, but that's good. That's good for college football. And some of these games, like Ole Miss beats LSU, but it doesn't matter. It would matter if we had a 12-team playoff because then that would be important and might be the reason why you get into the 12-team playoff. But you're watching... And I can't help but think to next year where you have a 12-team playoff and the possibilities are there. You know, when we talk about if you have 12 teams, then it renders the regular season useless, which I don't agree because now you have more teams, there's more games, and a, and a, a win or a loss is going to hinge on you getting in or not, or the seeding, or you have a home playoff game. So I disagree with that. Watched a lot of Colorado against USC. Bad defenses. Bad defenses, but give credit to Colorado. It was 34-7, and I think a lot of people thought, all right, see you later. 
And then all of a sudden, Shador Sanders, uh, equal footing with Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is wonderful. He is. And now you're starting to hear what I told you about in the preseason. Hey, if you're Caleb Williams, you're Lincoln Riley, maybe a package deal to the Bears, another team. Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. Now, whether it happens or not, but if you're Caleb Williams, you don't want to go to the Bears. Uh, but Lincoln Riley says, hey, let's make this a package deal. All right. Maybe you got something going on there. And if you're the Bears, the Bears had a big lead. And Paulie said, only a fool would think that the Bears are going to hold on to this lead. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here they, they're they going to hold on, right? They're going to go down. They're going to go into overtime. And then the Broncos, let's ride. Yes, Todd. I was that moron that Paulie was referring to because I thought for sure that uh, that they were done at 28-7. Yeah. Justin Fields played really well until he didn't play really well. And Paulie... Well, you better hope for Thursday night against the new and improved Commanders, or it could be a little while before you have Meet Friday. That was the game of the week as far as this show is concerned. <laughs> I was waiting. Let's bring this up. You know, that was, it was great that all our fans were locked into a dog oh. of a game that ended up being a great fourth quarter. Uh, you know, when the Bears, as a Bears fan, the first half surprised me. The second half didn't surprise me. Yeah. Seeing them play well for two quarters out of the entire month of September, that surprised me. But when they gave it back, it was... It was the same feeling I had when the Cubs were in the World Series and they gave up that home run to Raji Davis. I was like, ah, this is what's supposed to happen when Fields fumbles that ball. But it was a blast. Overtime was in play. That would have been saucy. That would have been great. I had a couple of friends who were like, God, I can't believe I'm locked in on this game (laughs) because of the bet you guys got on the show. Uh, What else do we have, Seton? Uh, Any other questions that we'll uh, ponder today? Well, coming up after, uh, we're going to end up doing best loss of the weekend next hour. Uh, those Chicago Bears, Paul is spinning this one very positively uh, because this was a bad loss for Paul Paps, a good loss for the Chicago Bears. Because they also get Carolina's pick in the upcoming draft, and then they could have the first and second pick. Ooh. All right, better 0-4 team, the Panthers or the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Whose future do you like more, the Panthers or the Bears? Dot, dot, dot. It's always next year for the Bears. It's like, wait till next year. Here we are. Wait till next year. God, they they could have the first and second pick. They could have Caleb Williams. They could have Marvin Harrison Jr. the third. Lincoln Riley. The possibilities are endless there. As for Carolina, hmm. Eh. Eh. yeah, Marv. Why do we keep saying Lincoln Riley's going to leave L.A. to go to Chicago? I, I, I don't, I'm just saying. Especially the Bears? It's, it's the NFL. The Bulls, maybe. It's the, he, he's going to go <laughs> coach the Bulls? Rather coach the Bulls than the Bears. By the way, what time did you get to sleep last night after working the Jets and the Chiefs? What sleep? Yeah. No, oh. I'm, I'm up. Let's go. Oh. Fumes. <laughs> How many celebrities did you see? And did anybody recognize you? Uh, one of the camera guys working there. Okay. He goes, I just want to introduce myself. She's like, you know, you're one of my favorites. Mm. Favorite. Oh, Mr. Prince? Yeah. Favorite okay. what? Well, yeah. He goes, Danette, right? I was like, yeah. Okay. And I saw Peter Schrager. There's only four. So <laughs> one he, you're favorites. one of my fa- You're one of four. <laughs> but he just said one of my favorites. Okay. Like he didn't say what, like one of my favorite Danettes. He said, you're, you're one of my favorites. So he didn't oh, like specify. On, on earth. Yeah, and I was like, one of my, you're not the favorite. You're one of <laughs> yeah, the like, favorites like, of the four of us. Right, one of my 
like favorite one. Yeah. So saw Peter him. Schrager from NFL Network was there. Saw Peter Schrager. Obviously saw Matthew Barry and uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, and then throwback for some of you kids out there. Saw Carson Daly. Oh, okay. like it was two thousand all over again. TRL baby. Sure did. And then went on the jumbotron. Seen you know who. Tay Tay. Yeah. And everything was going all. All the big wigs from NBC. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, look at you guys. Yeah. There's no way you guys would have come to this game if you know who wasn't here. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, yes, Todd. I'm just glad Aaron Rodgers got clearance just in time to be at the game where all the celebs oh, and Taylor Swift were Oh, stop. Just worked out that stop. way. I'm starting to feel better. I think I can kind of lip my way over to MetLife. Do you believe if yes. Taylor Swift. Oh, you do. I think that it's way too random that he's all of a sudden, that's the game he's uh, able to move around and go to the Sunday night game. Wow. had nothing to do with that. It was celeb Taylor Swift night. Okay. I'm going to call BS on that. He was back at the facility the day before, though. Well, you can't make it that obvious. You've got to go in a few <laughs> days before. You can't just go from nothing into the game. It is declaration day here. That's just a sample. Peter King is going to join us. Uh, he actually went to the Colorado game. Against uh, USC. Yes, Mark. Little pushback for Fritzy. You said Aaron Rodgers was moving around. I saw him. He was not moving around. He was getting moved around on carts <laughs> and on crutches. So if he's got to be, what's the point of being there? They really need Aaron's support that bad. Did you see how Zach Wilson played? That's true. Moral support. Like when Apollo Creed was coaching Rocky. Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> right. Exactly. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. You thought I was tough. No, this guy will kill no, you. No, no, Marvin. See, you trigger him. <laughs> Sorry. Don't. No. Oh, my God. All right. Let me take a break here. Just getting started. Phone calls coming up in a little bit. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Mike Tirico was on the call. He'll join us coming up top of next hour. Rick Neuheisel, some college football talk. But up next... Peter King will join us back after this Dan Patrick show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what's the poll question we're going to go with first hour, Seaton? We, right now, Dan, we've got up there... Uh, Worst loss of the weekend, okay. Duke, Dolphins, Bengals, Patriots, Steelers. Right now, early results, Bengals at 56% of the vote have the worst loss. Yeah. I still think they should sit him down. I've said this before. Sit him down, let him get healthy, get the bye week, because he doesn't look like he can throw you know, anything over 10 yards, man. It's, uh, it's concerning there. Let's bring in Peter King, football morning in America, columnist. And, uh, whoa, Pete, on the road, USC, Colorado on Saturday. What brought you all the way to Boulder, Colorado? Dan, you know, one of the things I tell young journalists when I talk to them at colleges is one of the things you have to have to do this job is to be curious. And aren't we all curious I mean, I met CC Sabathia on the sidelines of, uh, you know, on the Colorado sidelines before the game. And I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I, I love Dion. I grew up loving this guy. I just had to see this. And I mean, I kind of felt almost exactly the same. I just had to see it. And it's just, it's totally fascinating from talking to tailgaters who are incredible pragmatists at 6.25 a.m. I mean, it was a 10 a.m. mountain game. Um, and so I thought the coolest thing, though, of the weekend, I mean, there are a lot of cool things. Shadur Sanders, Dan, is going to play in the NFL for a long time, and he's going to be good. I, I was really impressed with him. But I thought one of the coolest things is uh, the USC wake-up call at their hotel in Denver to play in this 10 a.m. Mountain Time game, the USC wake-up call was 4:40 a.m. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, you wow. know, so it was, it, which is 3:40 a.m. on their body clocks. So, wow. you know, as I wrote in my column, this is just a taste of what they're going to get when they go to Columbus and Fox says you're playing the big noon game this week. So, you know, it, it was interesting on a lot of fronts. Who do you think has a bigger upside, though? And I, maybe this isn't fair to ask you, uh, but Caleb Williams or Shador Sanders when it comes to next level? I came away more impressed with Shador Sanders because he does more of the things you're going to have to do. At least, look, Dan, I'm not a college football nut. Yeah. I don't know. I watch one game. <laughs> I watch one game. But I do know that I saw a lot of evidence in this one game that Shador Sanders could really – be extremely good. He's He processes very, very well. He's got a great arm throwing it on the run. He's incredibly confident. He's got his father's confidence. Uh, and he made a couple of throws in this game that you just say, you know, his touchdown pass in the fourth quarter on fourth and five rolling out, there was no window. There was no space at all. And he completed it. Now, look, Caleb Williams you know, he has all the time in the world. Yeah. You, you know, as I as I said that 
on that long pass that he threw for a touchdown that he threw across his body, he had 7.42 seconds to throw. In Patrick Mahomes' career, seven years, 17 times in his career, he's had 7.42 seconds or more to throw. It just, it rarely happens in the NFL. So I'm saying celebrate the guy, and I'm sure that he's going to be a good pro, but all I can say is he's got a lot of advantages that Shadur Sanders does not have. Do you think that Dion's style can translate into success in the NFL if he would want to do that? That's a great question. I think, you know, he's obviously insistent. He told Rich Eisen that he wasn't going to the NFL and all that. I just keep wondering what happens when Jerry Jones shows up in Boulder in three years and said, it's your destiny. You need to coach the Cowboys. Um, I, it, who knows? I, I don't know. But I do think the one advantage that Dion has at Colorado is if he chooses, he can get a new team every year. He's just going for he. That's what he did this year. He's got a new team, mm-hmm. and he can do the exact same thing this offseason. He needs an offensive line, and he needs a couple of pass rushers. He'll find him because everybody wants to play for Dion. When you got all these musicians and star athletes on the sidelines, I, I mean, a lot of these guys look at a lot of the recruits and players look at these guys and say, "Why wouldn't I want to come here?" He's Peter King, Football Morning in America columnist and, of course, contributes to Football Night in America. You can find his column, NBCSports.com. Worst loss of the weekend in the NFL was who? Oh, I think I think there were two that were tied. I think the the Bears' loss was awful because it exposed so many cracks on their team and in their organization. You know, you have this game where Justin Fields, for the first time in a long time, plays great. Now, he turns it over a couple times in the second half, but overall, that was a B-plus performance. That was absolutely terrific. And I guess I look at it and I say it just shows that, look, they've they've lost now, what, 14 games in a row. I don't see how Matt Eberflus survives, and now you get this Chase Claypool thing bubbling up. But the other really bad loss, I thought, was – Washington, through very little fault of its own, um, the Commanders, I thought, played absolutely valiantly. The last two years in Philadelphia, they, they're one and one in Philly, and they've outscored the Eagles in you know at Lincoln Financial Field. This is a good team, and the quarterback Dan yesterday he had he had a great day. I thought Sam Howell's numbers weren't the best, but he had a great day, and and I just think. I think Washington, I don't know if it'll be this year. It'll be soon. I think they're going to be trouble for people because that defense is legitimate. What about the Bengals? I mean, what do you expect now? You know, I chuckled during the week when I was reading stuff about, okay, well, you know, look at the Bengals now. They got a couple of games they can win. They're playing Tennessee. They're playing, I think, Arizona. They got a couple of games they can win. Hey, look. People look at the Bengals now and say, we got the Bengals. We can beat them. Dan, I had a note in my column this morning that in 21 and 22, Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass every 16 pass attempts. This year, he's thrown a touchdown pass every 76 pass attempts. And he's just not Joe Burrow. So the question is, should you gut it out 
And look, Dan, I heard you talk before about, well, just get to the bye, let him get healthy and everything. There's no indication at all that he's going to be healthy if you just give him two weeks to do nothing but rehab. So I'm not really sure that that's, that that is the way to go. I think this is going to be an injury that unless you give them six or eight weeks off, it's going to plague them the whole year. Yeah, but that's what I said a couple of weeks ago, that let him get healthy. If if the doctor says, hey, if you take a month off, you're going to be able to be healthier. If not, then it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, watching the Bills and the Dolphins, I like what, what uh, stands out that you think is sustainable for either one of these after that performance? I talked to Sean McDermott after the game, and he said to me that it was really, he said, I've been in the NFL for a while. He said, that was the most amazing crowd I've heard. I've never heard more noise in an NFL stadium. And he goes, shout out to Bill's Mafia. (laughs) But I, I think two things. Number one, you know, Josh Allen was really, really good because Dan, you remember a couple of times this year, he's taken way too many hits and he's taken way too many chances with the ball. But I thought that he played the game exactly right. He didn't take, he wasn't in one collision, a legit collision on the field. And I thought his decision-making was pristine. And look, when, when you've got Stefan Diggs playing at the top of his game, which he was yesterday, you know, He reminds me so much of Michael Irvin because he is able to be physical. He has got the utmost confidence in what he does. And when he broke that tackle and ran for the 55-yard touchdown, I just said, that has got to be on his career highlight tape because that's who he is. He says, get off me, you bum. You know, I mean, that's just, and that's the way Michael Irvin used to be. I always thought what I call Michael Irvin is the best physical wide receiver I've ever seen. And Stephon Diggs is in his league. I'm watching the Cowboys. They're blowing out the Patriots. And you can have questions about, you know, what's the future there of their coach and quarterback. But seven minutes to go. Why is Micah Parsons still in the game? Why is Dak Prescott still in the game? I don't know the answer to that. I really can't answer it. Um, I'd be, listen, in a 17-game season, I say this about guys like Debo Samuel, Micah uh, Micah Parsons all the time. I basically say, listen, you're just, you're risking, when you've got a 20-plus point lead midway through the fourth quarter, you got to get as many people out as you can for a very simple reason. Because you're just sort of, you know, challenging the injury gods. And and especially with guys like Parsons, who doesn't know any other speed. He's, Dan, a couple of weeks ago, I said this, and I got an incredible amount of crab for it. But to me, you know, I covered Lawrence Taylor for four years in the 80s, and Micah Parsons is the closest thing I've seen to him. I'm not saying he's better. I'm really not. I'm saying that Parsons does the most things like Lawrence Taylor of anybody I've seen in all the intervening years. And to me... The Cowboys should do everything possible when they're up by 20 or more, you know, chain him to the bench. I mean, you know, lose his helmet, you know, <laughs> he, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing. And and I understand. I feel the same way really about Dak Prescott. Is Bill Belichick fireable? 
There's only one person who knows that, maybe two, Robert and Jonathan Kraft. Um, I don't think it's going to come to that. I don't think Robert Kraft would ever want to do that. And I think there would be some sort of golden handshake with him and Bill. But again, I don't know, Dan. It's easy to sit here and say that Bill Belichick's coached 498 NFL games and that was his worst loss. They're, this is going to be the fourth straight year they won't win a playoff game. I mean, it would be a shock if they rebounded to make the playoffs. So I don't know, Dan. At some point, I think Robert Kraft is going to stop being sentimental and gauzy and longing for the old days and saying, listen, we got to win now. And the guy who's the coach and the procurer of talent has not done a really good job. So I, I think that at least it's not out of the question. I have no idea if it's going to happen. Great to talk to you again, Pete. Thanks for joining us. Okay, all the best, Dan. Thank you. Peter King, Football Morning in America, NBCSports.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Tirico on the call with Chris Collinsworth last night. Next Sunday, it'll be a battle of two of the best in the NFC. The Cowboys and the 49ers kick off at 820 Eastern on NBC and Peacock, and Mike Tirico, kind enough to join us. Mike, thanks for joining us. Take us into the production meeting of what to expect, everything that's discussed leading into that game, including Taylor Swift. Hi, DP. Uh, yeah, we, we started talking, gosh, I guess, I guess really a week ago today of, you know, does Taylor show up in New York, and if so, how do you strike the balance? And then I think it was, Dan, either late Monday or Tuesday when the ratings from the Chiefs-Bears blowout came out, and you saw that the viewership with the age group that would be the Swifties, women 18 to 49, it was still higher than normal, and the game was terrible. So you thought there might be a factor. As the week went on, the NFL bought in and all that stuff. So you had an idea that you'd have a different audience. My approach and our producer, Rob Hyland, we, we talked about this a lot during the week. We kind of landed, landed in the plane here. We've got an average of about 20 million viewers every week. You've you got to be loyal to those viewers, but just welcome in the people who might be watching, might be sampling the game, and just try to find a balance. Are there too many Taylor Swift shots? Are there not enough? You could debate that all week, depending on which side of the aisle you're on. So we just try to strike a balance, not let it take away from the game, and thankfully we ended up having a pretty good game. Anything that comes close to that, the surrealness of it? You mean the Taylor factor? Yeah, I mean, there's celebrities there. Rodgers is back in the building. Uh, I mean, this is a different game that you're calling. I don't know if you've had anything that was similar. No, no, because you could truly make the argument, and this is no disrespect to the reigning MVP of the league, who is the face of the league, I think, right now, in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you can't go a quarter watching the NFL without seeing Mahomes hawking something, right, and selling something on a commercial but the two people of the most intrigue and interest in the stadium were sitting in suites in Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Swift. So that, that was a little different. We've done games where presidents or celebrities or big stars from other sports are sitting there. But I think that the phenomenon that we saw this summer with Taylor Swift combined with the phenomenon we saw this summer with Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets, but those two are an intersection that I've never <laughs> been around for a game. Not, not at all. So it kind of made for a cool night. We're one month into the season. If you were going to declare something, what would you declare? A team, a player? The, yeah, I thought the AFC was so much better than it has been. And maybe it'll kind of play itself out the next couple of months. And I'll, I'll go to the, this headline, Dan. I think the Jets are okay, even though they're one and three. So if I, if I tell you that you're going to play Kansas City and Buffalo and Dallas and you're going to end up in those three games going one and two, that's okay because those are the best. Those are in the velvet rope, inside the velvet rope. Those are VIP teams, I think, in the NFL. I think most people would agree. The Patriots' loss is going to be a bad one for them, but you all have a, a bad loss or two as the year goes on, and thus the margin for error with the Jets is gone. But I think the AFC, we thought, would have more really good teams it's not there right now. Two of the AFC East, right? The AFC North, everybody's beat up. Baltimore looks a notch above everybody. Cleveland's struggling with the offense. Pickett injury in Pittsburgh, and obviously Burrow in Cincinnati. 
AFC South Houston's been a big surprise for, I think, all of us. Nobody's been dynamic and dynamite there. And out West, the Chargers look a little bit better. The Chiefs have been good. The other two teams, not so much. So I think there's going to be an opportunity for a 9-8 and eight or an 8-9 and nine to get in out of the AFC. Did you get a chance to talk to Zach Wilson uh, prior to the yeah. game? You guys sit down yeah. with him in a production meeting? We did. We, did. We, we sat with him for 15, 20 minutes, for sure. And what, what strikes you? What uh, jumps out at you? I, I didn't get this line in the game, so I'm glad I'm on so I can get it in now. I, Dan, I, I think he's got a little bit of tabloid Teflon on him now. I think he got beat up by the back pages and the New York press so much for you know getting benched a couple of times. You're the savior. You're the franchise guy. Year one. Okay, it's a rookie year. Year two, it's really tough. You get hurt in the first quarter of the preseason. You get benched. You get all the stories of what's his personal life and all this other stuff. And he went through all of that. He came through the other side. And this year he actually was enjoying the process of being with Aaron Rodgers and learning how to be a backup quarterback, learning this new system. I mean, he was given a guy who's got, you know, all those skins on the wall to learn from, and he was just soaking up all of it. I don't think he expected to get thrown in. So now that he does, he's seen that he's taken the heat and survived it. So I think he actually has a much fresher approach to it. And I thought he played really well last night. Chris Collinsworth was all over it from that second drive to the second quarter on. That might have been the best night that Zach has had. And he's had yeah. good games. Yeah. He had a really good game. I, I think he's going to be all right. I think they're going to be all right. I do. Any chance? Did you talk to Aaron Rodgers? I did. I did. I actually went down to the field before the game, as we usually do. And Aaron was just sitting on the bench. Uh, it was really before a lot of folks got on the field. And we spoke for about 15 minutes. I found him to be, you know, one, he said he was just gutted. I, it just broke him um, when he got hurt. He, he just couldn't believe it. But he has he has been diving in full full steam to his rehab uh, as aggressive as possible. He's he's great because he loves a chip on his shoulder. And I started talking about next year, and he's like, "Hey, you never know. You know, he's trying to he's trying to edge back to this year." And then even he alluded to, well, "Why he's saying just one year, right? I'm not coming back just for one year. I'm coming back." Um, so he, he's got a great positive energy about him. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Rick Neuheisel, former college coach at UCLA and Washington and Colorado, now works for CBS. He joins us on the program. Did we learn more about USC or Colorado this past weekend? Oh, I think we learned more about USC. Uh, Listen, Alex Grinch has been doing this for a long time with kind of similar results. They just don't tackle well. And until they tackle well, I don't know that they can be uh, called the favorite in the Pac-12. They're certainly accomplished on offense. Caleb Williams is magnificent and does great things almost every time out. But that defense is showing itself to be vulnerable. Okay, but explain that you can't tackle. Can you change that during the course of a season? Well, I, I I would go back to how they practice. I I just you know everybody's trying to keep everybody healthy, and we understand that. But somehow, some way, the tackling in that particular practice. And I, if you go back and watch practice film of the Pete Carroll days, it was scrimmage almost every day. Yeah. I mean, they would just go at it. That isn't happening in this particular deal. Otherwise, you'd see different results. What do you see with Caleb Williams? I see Patrick Mahomes. I see a guy that uh, just basically understands certainly the play called, but then loves to play the play that he creates by extension uh, when he gets out and just moves about and kind of has a sixth sense of where these guys are going to end up being and can throw them open. He's he's magnificent. Dion Sun Shador, it feels like there's a coming out party, at least there was. Mel Kuyper goes, oh, you know, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Is he on the level with Caleb Williams? He's close. Uh, he's been terrific. And, and his ability to to make every platform platform throw is, has been really fun to watch as well. Uh, going to his left, going to his right the changing trajectories despite arm angles go back to that TCU game that fourth down play where a guy got in his face and he had to basically drop one over the top to the kid in the flat that was a fantastic play and uh something you can't script he just has it so uh he's right there how would you grade Colorado's season so far off the charts. I think uh, Rick George, the athletic director at uh, Colorado, has to going to have to have surgery to get the smile off his face. <laughs> I, I can only imagine what his face looked like when he was telling the student body not to storm the field. You know, <laughs> he, he was going, you know, fingers crossed over here on his left hand as he's writing it with his right. Uh, listen, 
It has been magnificent. The amount of attention that the program has gotten and the amount of eyeballs that have sitting there and watched the campus in Boulder, whether it be on, you know, big noon or game day, that is invaluable for the brand for recruiting purposes. Uh, listen, getting a phone call from Prime would be awesome as a kid, but watching that, you want to be a part of it. And Colorado is going to reap unbelievable benefit in the recruiting world because of it. We're talking to Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports College football analyst, former college head coach. Um, who are the great teams in college football this year? I think Texas is on the verge of being a great team, which is why this Texas-Oklahoma game this week is really interesting. You know, quietly, we're talking about lots of quarterbacks. You just mentioned a couple, Caleb Williams and Shadour Sanders. Bo Nix, Michael Penix out there in the West Coast having monster years. Uh this kid, Dylan Gabriel, is having a big-time season quietly because the conversation has been the transformation of their defense. He's a 75% passer. I think he's got uh, you know something like 14 touchdown passes against just two picks. I mean, he's playing magnificently, over 300 yards a game. So this uh, game with him and Quinn Ewers is going to be one to, to behold. What do you make of Arch Manning? He's, you know, Biden his time. He has the luxury of a family that understands patience. He has the luxury of a family that needs nothing in the way of attention. They just are going to wait their turn. I think Quinn Ewers is going to vault. Uh, he was my pick to win the Heisman. Uh He's going to have some stages here coming up. Texas fans are craving this kind of attention. Uh, this is uh, going to be fun. But Arch Manning is sitting there watching this all develop. And while Colorado's going to reap a bunch of recruits, so too will Texas as Sark has got things going. Has college football moved up to Georgia's level and Alabama's level, or have they dipped down a little bit? Maybe a little bit of both. Uh you know, Georgia, I, at first, I believed it was Georgia just kind of going through the doldrums of preseason. You know, nobody really of note to play. Nobody really get fired up. So many good players trying to make sure everybody was happy getting their their chances to play. Uh, but now that they've kind of focused on Brock Bowers, they're back going again. I thought it was crazy that Auburn didn't have some plan to bracket him because Hugh Freeze really had a chance in that game. But in the two SEC games, they've been behind. In both halftime at the South Carolina game, they were sitting there down 14-3. And then this game, 17-10 in the second half. It was uh, they've come back down to earth, which makes the SEC really fun to watch right now. Go back when you were coaching. Did you coach against a player that was just unstoppable? Like you didn't have an answer whether it was offense or defense? Ricky Williams, (laughs) Ricky Williams at Texas when I was at Colorado was a handful. I mean, goodness gracious, was he was he fantastic? Uh, uh, I remember John Elway at Stanford. You know, that was one of my playing days. We couldn't we beat them 38, 35 and just were so thankful that the clock ran out. You just couldn't stop Elway when he got going. So, yeah, I've been on I've been on some stadiums where it looked that way. I noticed you slipped it in that you beat Elway. Yeah, noticed it. Well, yeah. it wasn't me. It was Tom, it was Tom <laughs> Ramsey. I had a good view from the sideline. Oh, 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 the clipboard. Oh. Yeah, I had the clipboard in that one day. Oh, describe <laughs> Elway in college. Elway. Uh, he's John Wayne. He's going to come in and save the townspeople. You know, uh, he's he's gonna he rides into town and he just had that swashbuckling feel about him and such a big arm 
that he'd break contain. He had that patented, you know, give you the front shoulder, then back out the other way, and then get all the way over to the left side of the field and throw back to some Stanford, you know, walk-on receiver over on the right side. And you're going, how did he do that? But, but as, uh, as far but as he, but, but ultimately his his chief weapon was he believed that something good was going to happen at the end of the game. Compare his ability, uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Elway, anybody else you want to throw in there. Just the ability to play quarterback. They have taken it to the level where they manipulate you. They're not dealing with manipulation. They manipulate you. They get to a place where they know exactly what's going on on the opposite side of the ball. So they have what they want in the pre-snap. But they have such unique confidence that if it's not good, they'll sit and wait for their little pocket or seam in the pocket to uh, uh, to open up. And then they'll escape to a spot, which now creates the second play in their little weaponry, which is the extended play. And now they just start firing darts at you. And I you're have, just holding on for dear life. I haven't spoken to you since uh, the uh, Pac-12 was decimated. Your thoughts on the burial? I, I've been looking for the candle uh, in the, the vigil, you know, in, in your uh, on your set there. Yeah, it's it's sad. We're down to the pack two, and I think everybody who's got any soul at all is pulling hard for both Oregon State and Washington State to get everything, to get the kitten caboodle, to just keep all the assets, and to find some way to incorporate with the current Mountain West. And I love the idea that they're trying to bring this relegation and promotion idea from European soccer, because that to me is the way to save the rest of college football. If we can find a way to get the a group of five to have a way to, you know, get promoted to the power five uh, in the future of this super two that we're entering, I think that would be wonderful for the game. It would put a spotlight on more players and keep more scholarships, uh, which I think is the end goal. Good to talk to you as always. Thank you, bud. My man. Rick. See you, DP. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.